The Nonlinear Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between, you can find the Nonlinear Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hello again, friends. Welcome back to the Nerd Table. We've got lots to talk about this week. Muppets going into the Haunted Mansion. My trip to Eastern State Penitentiary. We're going to promote a fellow podcast. We're going to do shout-outs to our members. We're going to geek out about Animal Crossing. We're going to geek out about DC. We're going to push Extra Life Day, where we play video games for charity. But I can't do this alone. Joining me, first... Broadcasting originally from the area of Mike Rotundo, now from the area of Ric Flair, please welcome the dynamic DP, Dan Peck. Does that make me a horseman and a member of the Varsity Club? You could be whatever you want to be. A Varsity Horseman? <laughs> a var- Yeah. Well, it's better than being in the Four Club. Varsity Horseman flows better. <laughs> and... Originally from the land of Mickey Mouse, now he broadcasts out of the land of Eminem. Please welcome the enigmatic EF, Eric Flores. Oh, hello, fellas. All right, that's it. We're sued. <laughs> uh, how's it going, everybody? Oh, hold up. Hold on. Before you answer that. Well, Eric's opened two cans this episode. <laughs> I didn't have it. I didn't open a can yet. You're in the intro. You, you, you open a can in the intro every episode. Yeah. He's already a can in. He's already starting the second can. Dude, it's after 7 o'clock at night. Why are you drinking energy drinks? Do you want your heart to explode? Yes, but that's beside <laughs> the point. <laughs> this is the guy who, as soon as we're done recording, is going to be like, well, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. And I don't know how you do uh, that yeah. after having an energy drink. It It's, it's kind of twofold, right? Like, in the morning, it gives me energy. At night, it helps me go to sleep. You know what it is? You've drank them so much, they don't have an effect anymore. That's exactly what it is. Probably. <laughs> now I just drink it for the taste. There you go. It's an acquired taste. So, you know what the epitome of laziness is? This is the epitome of laziness. If I want a soda or a candy bar at 2 in the morning... I have a 24-hour gas station within walking distance of my house. How often do you think I've actually indulged on that? Once. Exactly once. (laughs) Once? Exactly once. You know why? Because I'm lazy, and that involves going outside. And plus, fuck doing anything once I've committed to sleep. I don't care. Well, those are those nights where I'm not able to sleep. There's a thing where, like, if I leave the house for any reason, even if it's, like, throwing out the trash, I get this sudden boost of energy, and then I can't go to sleep. 
So if it's past a certain time, that shit's getting done tomorrow. The trash needs to get taken out, Eric. Well, I'm sleepy, so no. Eric, take the trash out. Okay. Eric, what are you doing? Well, now I'm energized. I'm not going to sleep. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you would have been you would have been a hell of a roommate. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have like gone out. I would have just came back in and then played Halo or something. So I was thinking about this the other day because uh, I was hanging out with an old friend of ours who we're going to talk about my trip to Philly last weekend. And we were talking about like our friendship and everything, meaning you and me. And I'm like, you know, it's so funny that Eric and I have been friends longer than we've actually hung out. And that kind of makes me sad. Because we have been friends for a very long time. Yes, but we only truly hung out for like two or three years. And then we both moved. And even though we still talk regularly, we've only seen each other maybe two or three times since then. Yeah, well, yeah. Chris, you and I have I, known each other for over 10 years, and we've met twice. We've met exactly twice. <laughs> <laughs> we've met exactly <laughs> twice. Uh, once in each other's backyards, too. Because yes, once exactly. Dan was passing through Harrisburg, and the other time I was passing through Charlotte. And we stopped and we had dinner. We had dinner each time with the missus. <laughs> So you've met my wife exactly the same number of times you've met me. Yes. And one of those times we were with Glenn and his wife. Yes. I remember we used to like hang out so much that like your wife thought we should get married. Uh, she wasn't the only one who thought that. <laughs> who else thought that? Uh, Katie, Hannah, Miranda. Uh, who else listens to the show? Susie? Susie? Who else listens to the show from Interventions? Paul? Josh? <laughs> who else is out there listening right now? I'll name them all off. Those were good times. I miss those. Well, if we have our if we have our anniversary party like we're planning, dude, that's what we should do. We should do something funny like you and I should should get like a mock a mock marriage. <laughs> Yes, we'll uh, we'll have um. Oh man, what was the name of that little mascot at some of all thrills? Crash. We'll have Crash do the ceremony. Oh, Crash! <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Interventions. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, well, speaking of, so this past weekend I went to Eastern State Penitentiary. Our friend Miranda, who is an avid listener of the show, by the way. In fact, she was only about a week behind when we hung out. She also told me that since she hasn't seen Game of Thrones yet, she has been turning the episodes off early, which is why we've been doing the Game of Thrones spoilers at the end anyway. Spoiler content goes at the end of the episode for people who don't want spoilers. There's a spoiler for this week. Dan has watched zero episodes. So yes, I was actually going to say. Segment tonight. Anyone who hasn't seen Game of Thrones does not have to turn the episode off. All right, so we did Eastern State Penitentiary. Does anybody know the history of Eastern State Penitentiary? The, like, the infamy of the prison and everything? It was an uh, insane asylum, a bunch of crazy shit happened, they shut it down. Crazy shit's still happening. Uh, well, it wasn't 
I mean, it had award for solitary confinement and everything like that, but it was a stand, it was a prison, but it had its, uh, it had its overcrowding issues. And when it, after it was abandoned, it was kind of left in ruins, but it got preserved. They do their Halloween event there. The big thing is they don't let you touch anything or anyone. That's a big thing that they want because, you know, it's historic. And if you start touching stuff, it might dilapidate. And your mashed potato hands and your spaghetti fingers will get all over the place. Exactly. Um, but first thing I'm going to say is that as a Halloween attraction, this one's the real deal. For the price of admission, even getting a VIP ticket, which we got so we could do everything, the value of it is just as good, if not better, than Halloween Horror Nights. To put that in perspective for people listening, because we have a lot of listeners who've attended Halloween Horror Nights before. Uh, the contrast to that would be Penhurst Asylum that I went to the last two years in a row, where the ticket is overpriced for the value of what you get. While the three haunted houses are good and the self-guided tour is pretty neat because you can just walk through at your own pace, it's also kind of, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's just not as good as the value could let you do. You know, you pay 50 bucks to get in, you're done within the hour if you get there early enough. With Eastern State, we had 15 things to do. We were there for about, for over three hours. We, and we were able to do everything with our VIP access, plus we got free drinks. And there's a good mixture of stuff to do. To kind of quickly tell you about what they have, I won't go into, like, super detail and everything. I mean, but, you, you did that full breakdown before, like, a week before you went, so... Right, but now I can actually review them. They've got the 3D Haunted House. They put You put on the 3D glasses. That's very psychedelic. It kind of messes with you, but very good. How does that doesn't... The 3D Haunted House is just a haunted house. But it's in 3D! Life is in 3D, just like that haunted house. <laughs> well, it's got it's got the psychedelic feel to it. I'm guessing they have, they're doing things with the red and the blue lines and stuff that pick up on the... No, not that, not that kind of 3D. It's, it's just, it's the images that pop out, not like red and Classic. blue. Red and blue 3D. Red and nobody's blue. Nobody's used since like the 90s. That's yeah, a, and then one day, one day you accidentally blinked and only did one eye. So you winked and you're like, oh, it's just fucking with me. My brain just can't handle the two different signals and it crosses the wires and then this thing happens. <laughs> Well, when you first walk in, you go through Take 13 and Delirium are like the first two houses that you do. And they're both really good. I mean, there's it's not going to be like a production like Halloween Horror Nights and have everything themed to a movie or everything like that. Because they they can only kind of utilize the prison setting and there's not only so much you can do with that. But the houses are very well done. They're illuminated, so somebody with night blindness like like me wasn't stumbling through like Horror Nights and Penhurst will, where it could get very dark in places and you can't see shit. With enough to kind of mess with you. Uh, the That's free- like a, a hard thing to put together, like to find the right range, right? Because 
it's still supposed to be a spooky scary, and if it's fully lit, it ain't gonna be so spooky scary when you see shit coming from a mile away. Well, what they do is they illuminate it with a lot of red, a lot of a lot of yellow. It's atmospheric lighting. So, like, when you walk into the room, you can kind of see what's happening, or, and then they might cut the light on you, turn it back on, somebody's in there to scare you, but they're not, it's not so confusing and dark that you can't, you can't know exactly where you're going. I mean, there were some very dark parts, but they had some bridges, like the, the little bridges that you cross that were, so everything's uneven and that kind of messes with your equilibrium, but... They had s'mores. I had a marshmallow-wrapped Reese's peanut butter cup that I roasted on a fire. Nice. Oh. <laughs> that was delicious. Uh, they had the audio tour narrated by Steve Buscemi. So that's actually pretty cool. We paid the extra $10 to do the guided tour. See, we could, and that's a flashlight tour. So everything is completely dark in there and it preserved exactly the way it was. And they've got pictures up and everything so you can take a look. Uh, Miranda has the better camera than me. She took all the pictures. So I don't know if anything popped up on it. Uh, if anything did, I'll send it to Jeff so he can analyze it. But I didn't get any vibes there, if that makes sense. Uh, nothing gave me a vibe that made me go, I think I'm being watched or something like that. Hair on the back of your neck. Yeah. So the cool thing is with the VIP pass, we got to go into the vampire bar, which is cool because it's got a small haunted house portion before you get to the bar. So they've got the scary stuff and then you get a free drink. And of course, it's all it's like sangria mixes and wine mixes and they're all different blood types. I don't even remember what I ordered. It just sounded delicious. And it was. And then they have the speakeasy, which takes place in the part of the prison where Al Capone's cell was. Because Al Capone did time in Eastern State Penitentiary. And they have his cell preserved. They recreated it based on old newspaper photos and everything. So it looks exactly like it did. And then they have, like, a flapper girl do singing songs. She sang Creep by Radiohead. But she did it in, like, a, in like a 20s jazz style. And I, it was really, really good. And the whole time you're in there, they're like, welcome to our flower shop. That's what we have. It's a flower shop. Enjoy our flowers. Nothing else here but flowers. Because prohibition. And they've got where you can roast the s'mores. They've got a projector telling ghost stories. They've got a beer garden. Eric would have liked that. I do like beers and gardens. And they have some educational stuff, too, that you can pop in and show that, like, how bad the United States is at incarceration. And then they have, they had a thing where they had confessions from people who've committed crimes. Like, like if you've ever broken the law, you could write a confession and, and submit it. And then if you're lucky, they might hang it up so you can see your confession on the wall. I did not confess. These are my confessions. Yeah, I did not confess. Cause I've never committed a crime. There was this one time I downloaded a Linkin Park song when I was like 13. No, I, I, I mean, I did. <laughs> Linkin Park didn't come out until I was like junior. Yeah, no, I, I, was, Linkin Park. I was like oh. 17 or 18 by the time Linkin Park got big. Do you know what yeah. the first song I ever downloaded was on Napster? I remember this distinctly, and I don't remember why I chose this song, but I remember exactly what it was. Oh, God, I hope it's a Metallica song. 
No. No. All right. It was Smells Like Teen Spirit. Okay. All right. That's the first song I ever downloaded. I remember that because I was like, okay, I've got this program now. Because I, I actually remember this. This would have been like eighth grade. I'm really dating myself now going back to Napster. Bad enough we talked about Tom in MySpace. Now we're doing this. Like, I remember asking my sister, who's five years older than me, I'm like, there should be a program where you can listen to music on the internet for free. Because like, you know, like eighth grade, you're really starting to discover what's out there on the internet. And I'm like, there has to be something like that. My sister just casually goes, oh, yeah, Napster. Yeah, Napster. Now, of course, I didn't realize at the time that this was something that was technically illegal. Nobody explained that to me, and I didn't figure that out for a while. All I knew was there was a program where I could look up music and get a file that played the song on it. Well, it's technically a gray space that grew to become illegal. Yes, because the original creation was for artists. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I feel, I feel you. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like back then it, it wasn't illegal. Like, we look at it now, and it, it wasn't. Is, but it wasn't illegal then. Because it was, was new shit they never thought of. Yeah, it's the same with what I said like a month or so ago about all those '80s and '90s artists re-recorded their songs for digital distribution it's because even their record deals didn't have digital distribution. It's all new shit. And they had to roll with the punches. And unfortunately, it took them almost 10 years to catch up. <laughs> but it, yeah, I don't remember why that was the song, but that was the one I chose to to do my test run. And because I remember one of my friends who had a high school band had their music up there. And I still somewhere have that file. Actually, I actually found it relatively recently. And I think I shared it with you guys. Because, you know, very mature people that I went to high school with recorded a song called Jizz in Your Face. Well, to be fair, that's pretty much every song now. (laughs) (laughs) You are correct. So, yes, um, Eastern State was the real deal. I highly recommend it. And... We already had a conversation about trying to see if we could get like a mini Inno reunion next year and get a bunch of people to come up and do it with us. Because I didn't know this, and I I assume everybody who ever did like the college program or worked with us had experienced everything there was to experience in Orlando, Florida. Miranda never did Halloween Horror Nights, so the whole time I'm. Um, I'm speaking about this thing, right? Like, just like talking about it and comparing it to Halloween Horror Nights. And I didn't realize till later, like while we were there, she said she'd never been there before. So I had no basis of comparison for her because I just, uh, I, I just assume everybody had done it. And that's what I get for assuming. Yeah, you made an ass out of yourself. Oh, I don't. I do that on a daily basis, but so so. I just I, just, I don't know. Maybe I because I, I grew up in Orlando. That it's literally one of the cheapest things to do at any of the parks is Halloween Horror Nights. It is not cheap. It is super cheap, 
if you do the uh, Coca-Cola deal where you bring in the can and it takes like $50 off the fucking ticket, then you end up paying like 35 bucks. Okay, see, you didn't say that part. You're just like, oh, it's so cheap. And I'm like, no, it's not. You're like, oh, yes, it is. But here's the stipulation to make it cheap. It's cheap when you work there. It's Well, yeah. Well, when you work there, you don't pay to get in. <laughs> Until you get fired. Oh, yeah. They used to call team member preview night at Halloween Horror Nights HR cleanout night because they'd fire like 50 team members every year. Every yeah. single year. Because you could let a guest in, too. And if your guest fucked up, you got – and they, they were on your ticket. You got fired. They fired lots of people every year. Ah, that was the – those were the good old days. I didn't get – I went to a couple of Halloween Horror Nights while I was working at Universal. I didn't get fired. And you know what we did? We hung out in the disaster break room until the event was open. Then we just waltzed right out and went to the Chucky house. <laughs> Which is not what you're supposed to do, but we did it. This is like ten eleven this is like nine or ten years ago, so they'll 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 get over it. But yes, Eastern State, the real deal, highly recommended. We called you, Eric, before we went. You guys did. And I picked up. Kind of. Uh you did not pick up. You called us back. I, I did. <laughs> That's the same as call uh picking up in my mm-hmm. book. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. It, it's the best you can get out of me, and you know it. <sighs> <laughs> and uh, the guy can show up at nine in the morning on my doorstep, but try to call him. I have to be the one who makes the initiation. I'll see you call me. I'm like, no, 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 no. I call you. <laughs> best part was I told you we were going to do this. I know. <laughs> <sighs> But the point is, we still communicated, and that is the that was the whole point of it. And then you said, you guys need to watch Muppet Haunted Mansion. Yes. Uh, we did not watch Muppet Haunted Mansion that night, because that's one of those things where I can't watch that without my wife. She has to watch that, too. But we did watch it. And I just want to give a quick shout-out to, A, when the Muppets do stuff, it's great. I yeah. love... Muppet parodies for everything. I I always have. I love Muppet parody stuff. Um, the other big thing is I appreciated all of the references they, they made to the ride, including the Doom Buggies breaking down. Yes. Oh, my God. That made us laugh so friggin' hard. The Doom Buggies breaking down with Statler and Waldorf in it made me laugh so hard. That was brilliant. And they had all of the parts of the ride that you'd want them to have. They had the hitchhiking ghosts. They had the bride. They had the caretaker. They had all the references, including the bus with their heads moving. The dancing ghosts. The dueling ghosts, which was one of them was Sam the Eagle. Yeah, they they did a really, really good job with this. Very good parody. And I'm, Nicole, I'm sorry. I don't give a shit about Pepe the King Prawn. I really don't like that Muppet, but I liked him here. I, I enjoyed Pepe in this special. She can get so mad at me for that. Sorry. It is what it is. 
He's not the best Muppet. He's not the worst, though. Ah, no. He's far from the worst Muppet. There's a couple of really annoying Muppets, but... Oh, yeah, and then... I I like how, like, Miss Piggy was playing multiple roles. And when she called the the Band of the Undead, it was Dr. T's band. That would have made Dan mark out, because Dan loves him some Dr. T. Floyd, Janice. They had the stretching room with the paintings. They had everything. They had everything you could want from it. It was good. It was basically just, like, to, to be perfectly honest, it was basically just filming the Muppets go through the queue and the ride itself. Yes, with... Doing their own little thing. Yes, you are correct. All doing their own little thing. And if you go to Magic Kingdom, go into the queue and play that movie, you'll probably get to ride the ride by the time the movie's over. So it's perfect. (laughs) And it's less than an hour. I think it was like 52 minutes or something. So That's why I said that. that, Yeah, that's exactly what we... Well, we wanted it to be. Perfect. So yes, Muppet Haunted Mansion was very good. Two thumbs up. Now, it's not Christmas Carol or Treasure Island, but but I, I dug it. Everything I dug Muppet. It. Everything okay Muppet. Yes. Okay. Here's something I am not okay with. And I, I don't think Andrew listens to this show, so calling him out is not going to make a difference, but... I asked for a Philly cheesesteak recommendation, and I don't know if the place he gave me just makes, if, if that's like just an okay cheesesteak, or if Lancaster, Pennsylvania knows how to make a good, a, a Philly cheesesteak, because the cheesesteak I ate was just as good as the cheesesteaks I can get here in Lancaster. So either that place wasn't as quote-unquote legendary as the recommendation was, or the more likely response is that, yes, Lancaster, Pennsylvania can beat Philly or match Philly in cheesesteaks. And you know what? I'm going to go with that, because you know what else Lancaster can do? They can match New York in pizza. So why live anywhere else? I I mean, it's all about, like, who moves where, right? So it's like, the good pizza here is people from New York that were like, there's no good pizza here. Fuck it, I'll do it myself. And it's the good pizza in town. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's just it. Like, I don't, I I hate living, I would never be able to live in a city. Just, just would not be able to happen. But, because that's but the, what I love about Lancaster so much is that I have everything I want here, and it's all in a nice little compact area. But then I just have to drive a few miles in any direction, and I'm out in open country. To me, that's perfect. And you know what? If I do want to go to a big city, in 90 minutes I can be in Philly or Baltimore, depending on which direction I go in. I three hours New York City, two hours, two and a half to DC, four hours to Pittsburgh, six to Cleveland. So it's not like I don't have my picks. I didn't say Scranton, because that's not a real city. Sorry, boys that are listening to this. Your electric city is not really a real city. I don't think they're actually going to argue that, though. 
Scantron. All I have is fucking Detroit and Lansing. What would be in Lansing? That's the capital, so nothing. Dead. Oh, like like Harrisburg, which I also didn't mention, which is the closest, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, I've I'd been like... To, like I've been to Trenton and I've been to Albany, and those kind of suck too. I've been through Annapolis. That's not impressive. I'm in the Albany airport. It was smaller than the Syracuse airport. Are there any states where their capital city is actually their their best city? I guess like Denver. Denver. A lot Colorado. of them actually do. I think Florida. it's more often. Uh, Boston. Yeah, I guess Boston would be a good one. Well, I'm talking about like city cities. I don't like Dover or Providence are not real cities. I, I think Tallahassee is fucking amazing. I mean, Phoenix, oh, Arizona. It okay. is weird because when when there is that dichotomy between the city, the, the main city in the state is not the capital, there's usually a very big uh, thing in between that city and the main city, <laughs> as has been evidenced by pretty much everywhere I've lived where Raleigh gets all these new innovations and stuff in public transport, and no one lives there besides the politicians that work there. It's like, you know you know who could use that new light rail? <laughs> Charlotte? <laughs> not Raleigh? <laughs> Are you sure not Raleigh? You sons of bitches? Uh, so whatever, uh, Denver, that makes sense. Atlanta makes sense. Uh, yeah, Atlanta, that's probably another good example. Okay. Yeah, Atlanta's a really good example. Indianapolis, Indiana. Which is like Indiana's only city. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to that state. L- listen, like, I've been to a couple of different places in Indiana, and I could tell you that, like... South Bend, Indiana is not really a city. It's just a... Ju- it's a school. It all of it. All of it is just a giant fucking school. It's a big school. Uh, and then that that's it. Then there's uh, Indianapolis. Well, like some I, of the I think like some of the is good because for some weird reason you have Universal, Sea World, like Busch Gardens, and, and Disney all in Orlando area, right? Like Tampa, Ta- Orlando. Tampa, area. Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. And then you still have Tallahassee, which is still a really big tourist spot, and it still manages to like entertain and be more racist than the center <laughs> part of the fucking state. Well, it's in the Panhandle. That's pretty, pretty yeah. bad. Especially, yeah, especially like thinking about like Tallahassee. That's like what fifth, the fifth city in Florida. Like, I mean. <laughs> Well, we all know where the worst city in Florida is. Anybody who's been to Miami will agree with that. Uh, apologies to Megan and Vivian. Miami sucked. I went once and I'm, I'm good for life. That was just an unpleasant city experience. There's just too many homeless people in Miami. I have nothing to Sense do with that. Data. The city's just not nice. Dover, Delaware only has like 26,000 people. <laughs> Well, all right, but now oh, we're talking right. about Delaware, so we're not setting Augusta, the bar Augusta, Maine has 19,000. Should we talk about Cheyenne, Wyoming? Sure. I mean, what cities in Wyoming can you think of? Casper? <laughs> like, 
There's, I mean, you can just do all of Yellowstone Park. <laughs> I think we can agree we could all just skip the shitty states. I bet you there's a Springfield there. I mean, Springfield is the capital of uh, Illinois, which, of course, is... Yeah, but that has Chicago. Yeah, it has Chicago. Um. Hi, Miranda. Hi, Maurice. Hi, Sam Punk. Hi, Colcabana. How you doing? Chicago. I mean, I think Columbus is actually the biggest city in Ohio, but it has one sports team, and it's a hockey team. Yeah, but every, yeah, when people think of Ohio, they usually think of Cleveland or Cincinnati. Cleveland or Cincinnati, even though Columbus, I think, is actually the biggest one. Yeah. Oh wait, I got a, I got one. Nashville, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Or are you a Tulsa guy? I mean, either way, you're getting hit by a tornado. Most tornado-prone city in the United States is Oklahoma. If I had my choice, though, I'd say no. Salt Lake City in Utah. That one. All right. Now, all right. If we're going to start talking about Salt Lake City. Well, that would be the city in Utah that you would think would both correspond to as biggest and. Other than the one city that outside of Salt Lake City that my friend lives in, I literally don't know any other towns or cities in Utah. Utah. You know what Utah has a lot of? Mormons. That's something I know. The movie Orgasmo takes place in Utah. Is it? I think it does. I actually don't know. It's been a long time since I watched that. You ever see the thing where it's like, like I've seen that for like baseball players. I've seen it for wrestlers and actors and stuff where it's, or musicians. It's like the most famous blah, blah, blah to come out of your state. And I'm like, okay, well this is going to be interesting because now some of them are easy. Like, like, first of all, if you're going to talk about New York, who are you going for? (laughs) Because you've got your pick of the litter. But if you're going to talk about like Alaska, Starts getting a little more difficult. Well, but the, or you could have like North Carolina. It's obviously, Michael Jordan is one of the most recognized people in the entire world. Even in the middle of nowhere in Asia, they know Michael Jordan. What about Dale Earnhardt? No, because I think NASCAR is mean, wholly, wholly Southern United States. Wholly Southern United States. You are correct about that. Even though the best re- best drivers for like twenty years now have been from California. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I would never. So, to, for for Danny, Randy, the the Chadwicks, uh, fuck the West Coast. I'm never living there. I the only reason why I would want to live over there is like the timing of sports events. Yeah, imagine your wrestling pay per view ends at 8 p.m. You still have shit you can do that day. That would be nice. <laughs> living in the UK, it it starts at 2 a.m. Oh my god! I, th- first of all, the Pacific Ocean is miserable. That is the coldest water I've ever experienced. It's the middle of summer. The ocean was still cold. It was San Diego, California. Water was still cold. F that. But the other thing is, like, where I live, like, yes, we can get in this part of Pennsylvania. We can get hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, blizzards. None of them are extreme or dangerous. So I don't have to hunker down for anything. All at the same time. 
That's called the apocalypse. <laughs> All right, if a hurricane and a blizzard occur at the same time, then something got really messed up in the climate. Was it there? That was like what the thing was a couple of years ago. I went through the Northeast. It was like a snow hurricane. Yeah, Hurricane Sandy. The hurricane collided with a snowstorm and wrecked havoc. And even though it was only a Category 1, it did Category 4 style damage. Because turns out snow and ice a little bit more destructive than just water. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> That's, that is true. <laughs> Hurricanes throwing fucking ice ninja stars at everybody. Yeah, Eric, how, how have you liked that transition, by the way, from hurricanes to blizzards? Um, <laughs> you know what? Same shit, different temperature. Like, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> we started snowing there yet this year? <laughs> uh, no, well, it's not snowing yet. It's getting there, though. I, I walked out this morning, and I was just like, ah, I need a jacket. Now, the one that killed me was, uh, I, I remember talking to my old roommate, Brett, and this was involving uh, the, t- the city he grew up in, which is Kansas City. And the, the real Kansas City that's not in Kansas, by the way. Not the fake Kansas City that's in Kansas. Because I, lo- I, I, I love how that works. So I'm talking to him about, you know, growing up in Missouri. And I'm like, let me ask you something. Because I remember my father said this once because he used to have to travel out there for business. I'm like, let me ask you a question. How the hell does anybody live out there? He starts laughing. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, in the summer, I've seen the weather. Because I used to have the, um, on the Nintendo Wii, they had the weather app. And they tell you what the weather was in like all the cities around the world. I remember in the middle of summer, it would be like Kansas City. And it would be 105 degrees for like three weeks straight. And then in the middle of winter, because when, you know how when the jet stream comes down, it brings all that ice down and it goes way far south. It would be like negative 30 for like a week straight. I'm like, how the hell do you deal with that? He just shrugs. He's like, it's what I know. I'm like, yeah, you know what I know? <laughs> like, I, I thought I thought weather in northern New Jersey was bad with how hot it could get in the summer. But it's got nothing on what happens out in the Midwest. Especially since that part, there's just nothing there. It's just flat farmland. I remember like when we were flying out of Nebraska, because you fly out of the airport in Omaha and you go over Iowa. And I remember just looking, I'm like, that's this is the flattest land I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I've been in the prairies of Canada. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been to the Everglades now. I've seen horizon out to the horizon green. So literal nothing, just swamp, literal nothing. So I, I get it, Dan. I, I, I get that it's not the worst thing I could look at. It but... is, yeah. Eric, how flat is Michigan? Uh, it depends on where you go. Honestly, the more north I go, the the more like terrain or different terrain there is. But like where I'm at, pretty fucking flat. It's almost like it's almost Florida flat. That's pretty flat. Yeah. I remember somebody did that. One of those videos I used to watch. I think I think the channel is called Vsauce, if I'm remembering the channel correctly. Where somebody did a study and proved that Kansas is flatter than a pancake. Like, they did the math on it. <laughs> They're like, Kansas is actually flatter than a pancake. I'm like, who's shocked? 
Who is shocked that Kansas, of all cities, would be that flat? Not I. Nope. <laughs> Why is this Kansas, and this is not Arkansas? <laughs> I am confusion. I am confusion. Oh my goodness. Well, that concludes yet another geography lesson here on the Nerd Table. We always get talking about geography somehow. I have too and many food. and food. We well, just in, a, in the last five minutes, pancakes yeah. in Kansas, <laughs> cheesesteaks and pancakes. Yeah, cheesecakes and pancakes are my friend. Okay, so well, this this leads me into an, an actual segue here because we're gonna start doing. We're gonna start a couple of weeks here. I don't know how long this is gonna take because we're gonna do a couple an episode, and it depends on how many I feel like doing. We're gonna do group shoutouts to our. Our most loyal listeners, which is basically the members of our group, who's pretty much been with us since the beginning. And I took the time and effort to write everybody's name down on a list that has been so, so cool and has been supporting us since that day one is H. Because I want to start expanding the group and inviting more people in and really opening it up and really making a push to get our listenership up. But these are the people who've been here to support us, and they're the ones that are going to deserve the shout out. And I was making like, when I was making the list, I was taking notes on how I personally know everybody, whether I do or I don't, because a majority of the group members are people that I do know personally. And then I started realizing like how diverse our listenership is, where we have people from all over the country, and even some people around the world. Hey, Ian. My buddy Ian in the UK, who listens to us. He's actually not in the group, but I know he does listen to us. So he gets a he gets a mini shout-out here. He's the one that always messages me and was telling me about the pay-per-views, because he's just like, yeah, yeah, this kind of sucks when I w- really want to watch something, and it's two in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I would just watch it the next day, but so I want to do, I want to do some shout outs here, but I realized we, I want to, I want to get diversity. I want, I want listeners from all 50 states tuning in. And even though we got a bunch of stuff covered, I realized something. Uh, do you guys know anybody from the state of Wyoming? No, I've been with Disney for 13 years. I don't think I met anybody from Wyoming. So I have a really funny story that correlates to this. One day I'm checking a lady into the hotel and she hands me her driver's license and it's from Wyoming. And I remember I made a comment like, oh, you're from Wyoming. You don't meet a lot of people from out there. This is really cool. And I started asking her about it. And like she was friendly, but I could tell that she seemed she seemed to not want to engage in the conversation. And then I later found one of those things where it's like, what's the thing from your state that annoys you the most? And at the end was Wyoming and people are like, it really annoys us when people think that nobody lives out here. And I'm like, oh, cool. I was that guy. <laughs> That's why she didn't give a shit about talking to me. Like People live out there? Holy fuck. They do. So we're going to give some personalized shout outs because, like I said, I know most of you guys personally. So I'm going to take my time and really give you a shout out and put you over, as they say in Russell speak. But since I'm only announcing that we're going to do this this week, we're going to start this week by giving shout outs to the people I don't know personally, because you deserve your shout out, but I can't personalize it 
because I don't know you. So I'm going to quickly go through the list here. And if you guys know any of these people, feel free to jump in. I'm kind of spearheading this. But almost everybody on the list either knows me, knows me and Dan, knows me and Eric, or knows all three of us. I don't think there's anybody in here who just knows you two and not me. I don't know if there's anybody that knows just the two of us besides you. <laughs> well, there, there you have it. So... <laughs> I'm gonna quickly we haven't hit- interacted until I started co- started started third hosting the show. So. <laughs> there, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, sh- shout out to the Ers, Kevin and Anthony. They are friends of Jason Shin. Ooh. More on him later. More on him another time. He'll get a personalized shout out, and I'll tell some stories. By the way, uh, if you're in the group and you're getting a shout out and you're listening to this, uh, I'm going to tell stories about our friendship. So. Don't worry, I won't reveal anything embarrassing, Katie. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure Eric might. Take you but... better. Eric might, but... <laughs> nah, we wouldn't do that. Would we? Oh, would we? Would we? Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to them. Thank you guys for being part of the group. Uh, shout out to Josh Feel, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's F-E-I-L. Another friend of Jason Shin. I know when we started the group and looked to get people involved here, uh, Jason was one of the first people who reached out to all of his friends who he thought would be interested in this kind of content and invited them to join us. So thank you for that, Jason. You will get, you're going to get your, you're going to get a shout out next week. He's going to be part of the first personalized shout outs, but other shout outs to Kristen Wares. Another friend of Jason. Thank you, Kristen, for listening and supporting us here. Shout out to Megan Marie Prowl, another Jason Shin friend. This guy's got tons of friends. He must be super popular. Uh, This guy is Robert Matt. He gets a shout out for being a friend of Jason Shin and also for being part of the group. Uh, Tyler Thigh Scott, shout out to you. Thank you very much for being part of the group. And being a friend of Jason, although I don't know if you necessarily want to be thanked for that. And then I have a shout out here for a friend of Caitlin Sullivan, Shannon's best friend, Kyle M. Hallett. Thank you, Kyle, for being part of the group. Our mutual friends are Kate and her fiance, Jake. That's Shannon's best friends right there. So farm. No, no, although he has made that joke on multiple occasions. That we've done the Jake from State Farm thing. So one of the one of the one of the VPs in my company came in the other day wearing a red polo and khakis, and everybody kept asking him for quotes. Also, I actually, a guy on my supercard team works for State Farm. So. That's awesome. Is his name Jake? So, no, ah. but whatever it comes up, we make the jokes. Uh, shout out to Natalie Morrison, friend of Jay Winger. Shout out. So shout out to Natalie. Thank you very much. And this one I'm going to semi-personalize. I don't know this gentleman, but he's actually played the entertainment challenge when we've issued it. He's a friend of Jason Shin. I don't know him personally. His name is Obed Figueroa Ramos. Or Ramos. But Obed or Abed or however you say your name, I'm going to give you a personalized shout out because you've actually participated in the group activities, and not everybody does. So thank you very, very Ta-da. much. 
All right. Last two shout-outs I'm going to give this week are to my good friends, Dan and Eric, for being awesome friends. And oh, I'm going to... Gee. Who are these guys? These people all warm and giddy inside. Also, because Hannah and I had an over-under about if you were going to try to shout yourself out, Eric. <laughs> I then, mean, I wasn't. But then I thought about it, and I said, you know what? Actually, Dan would be the more likely one to give himself a shout-out, if I'm really being honest here. Yes, but it wouldn't be, like, narcissistic. It would have been a fucking joke. Yes, but you would have done... The point is, you would have done it. I would have, Yes. But yes, so yeah, like we kind of mentioned this before, but to just give you guys an idea, I've actually known the two of you for almost the same amount of time, but oh, we, yeah. we had two completely different friendship paths. Dan and I date all the way back to the old message board and Xbox Live days. So I yeah. think, so I've known you since about 08, 09. But we didn't actually really become friends and start communicating until I was regularly back on Xbox Live. And that was because I remember it's kind it's kind of sad to time date it this way. But I do remember you distinctly sharing thoughts on Nick when Nick passed away. And that was 2010 because Nick was a close member of our little our little friendship deal. So. And you know what else I remember? Your message board name was HH2 News. Yes. I do remember that, so. so By the way, I've been HH2 News for like 22 years. <laughs> yeah. And then we started podcasting together in May of 2013 when we launched the Club Kayfabe Wrestling Show. We've been podcasting together ever since. Yaw. And we've met exactly two times. That's right. You were coming up through Harrisburg. You stopped along the way. Uh, we went out to dinner. I, I met you at your hotel. We went out to dinner. That was actually kind of cool because that was when I had... I w you didn't even get to sit in any of my real cars. I was borrowing my mom's Cadillac at the time. Yep. And I almost got into an accident coming to visit you because these old people tried to cut us off on the bridge coming into Harrisburg, and I gave them a dirty-ass look, and then my wife goes, you've got Jersey plates, act like an asshole. So I did. Which I don't need Jersey plates to do that. And then we met when we were driving home from Disney in 2019. Yep. Because we met up with Glenn at that really good chicken place that I kind of want to go back to in Charlotte. But it was convenient as hell because it was right off the highway. So right off the highway. It was a mile from my house. Yes, it was <laughs> super friggin' convenient. That was really, really easy. I was like, it's got to be a place that you can't go to anywhere. So it was the whatever pub or whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, I was like, it's right off the highway. It's not a place you can eat anywhere. It'd be easy for them and easy for Glenn to find. And it was. And it's a mile from my house. And it was. It was <laughs> It was super simple. Good recommendation. Good food, too. I, I remember I was, I was super satisfied with my chicken. 
Uh, so I'm just quickly looking through the list here to make sure I did not miss anybody. And I don't believe I, I, I think all the people I don't know personally, I gave you guys your shout outs. So I'll, uh, if I did miss you, uh, I'll, you'll show up at some point. Everybody else, you're getting a personalized shout out and we're going to have story time. Now, I could go on story time forever with Eric. But what I was actually trying to think about, dude, was do you actually remember how we became friends? Or did it just kind of happen? Are you talking to me or Dan? I'm talking to you. To me? Oh, man. I think it just kind of kind of happened. I think we we shared a what the fuck is going on moment on a platform. And then from there, it was just like, oh, yeah, we're going to be good friends. <laughs> like, I, I can't pinpoint the exact the exact moment where I'm just like, oh, yeah, we're friends. But I, I know it had something to do with the fucking platform. I know it had something to do with some crazy ass <laughs> guests or crazy ass situation. I 100% believe this. And we were caught in the middle of it. And then we both just didn't give a shit. And then that's how we became friends. I guarantee you. Because we, we realized we had the same personality and the same way of right. handling stuff. So it yep. just kind of happened. Like you were you were easily the fastest friend I ever made working at the parks. And cuz cuz I I thought I thought a lot about this over the week and everything. Like I thought a lot about this when I was looking for people to hang out with to do Halloween stuff, right? Cuz like I contacted local friends and when I ran out of local friends who weren't going to do anything, I started looking for my other friends and I was just like I'm just going to start messaging people who I still talk to who might still actually want to hang out with me and see who responds. And that's how I realized how small that freaking window is. I did not message that many people, but I was like, well, but there's always Eric. <laughs> there's always going to be Eric. And I appreciate that. Is that what you appreciate? You know what? I do remember an early conversation of us having. And this is how I knew we were going to be friends. I don't remember how, but we started talking about video games. And you told me that The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening was your favorite game of all time. And I remember we just had a total geek out about how great that game was. It's so good, though. <laughs> <laughs> we That was that was like a, a pinnacle moment. We started talking about Link's Awakening. I'm like, oh, because you don't meet anybody who has that appreciation for that game. Everybody's all about Ocarina of Time, which, don't get me wrong, it's a great game. But where's the love for the Game Boy Adventure? It's the best Game Boy game that's ever been made. Period. Yes. Y I feel like they have made better games afterwards, but like as far as the original Game Boy hardware, hands down, it's the best Game Boy game. Period. I'll, I'll still say it's better than the original Pokemon games, and I'll fight people on that one. Because Pokemon games got better when they introduced new stuff. But that Zelda game is a standalone, brilliant game. I mean, they they remastered it. Just saying. And it's amazing! It the really remaster is. is friggin' amazing! Oh. Oh. More Zelda love. The other thing is, I just remember we just started having conversations and we realized that, like, we were both into geek stuff. We were both gamers. 
we were we were full the other big thing i remember was that you weren't a college program kid so you weren't about to just up and leave my life which is why i think that's how katie got so i got so close with katie too because even there from that first college program when i first got to inno because i i arrived in inno in september so there was only like those four months and I, I made some great friends in there, like Aaron, who I'm still friends with, uh, Jessica, who I'm still friends with, but there aren't that many more from like that specific program that I can honestly say I would have been close with and bonded with, which is why I think it was so cool that Katie was around too, because she wasn't going away at the end of the, at the end of the year. Because that was the issue with CPs. You'd get, you'd bond with them, and then they disappear. Except for I mean, me. Because... Like murder mystery, but yeah, that is true. Well, I was a CP, and I did the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I went seasonal, and I worked as much as I could. But it was the same deal. My... And there oh, are sorry. still... All right, if you can hear the barking. No, it's fine. You have a dog. We understand. And I've got some shout-outs to some people from my original college program that I will get to in the coming weeks, because there's a couple of KSRCPs from my program that are in this group that support us, and they are good people. Not many of them left at this point, but they are good people. There were, there were only a handful of survivors from my college program at Kilimanjaro that made it all the way to the last day. Which is unfortunate, but that kind of happens, too. Is what it is. You were never a CP, right, Eric? You didn't do the college program. You you jumped right in. No, I mean, yeah. I was, uh... Actually, I got hired in full-time. I don't think it was ever a part-time. I think at one point, I thought about going seasonal so I can go back to school, but that never happened. So, yeah, no, full-time the entire time. Yeah. How'd you like it? <laughs> 13 years, and uh, if I could do it all again, I probably wouldn't. No, I would. It was it was, it was, was a blast. It was fun, because I had energy, and I would... It, it gave me a place to make mistakes and figure out who I am. And that's what I appreciate about Disney. That what you appreciate about Disney. <laughs> that in the college program, girls, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Only kind of. Okay, Carlos. Uh, listen, when I for uh, thirteen years, thirteen years of college program. Come on, man. I had my fun for like the first two or three years, and then after that, I was just like, "Yeah, I'm never going to find anything serious." Everybody always just fucking leaves. They just show up, meet somebody interesting, get along, and then nope, oh, going back home. All right, cool. <laughs> but. Thanks to the college program, you met your fiance. Correct. Well, that's the thing about them college program girls. I keep getting older. They stay the same age. Oh, God. There's a reference. And now I'm up north in the cold. Knows <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Well, that was your decision. See, I knew I was moving sure back would. up north. I wanted a return to the cold. You did not. <laughs> yeah, but you like... Barely return back to the colony. <laughs> you kind of got the best of both worlds, being in southern PA. 
I mean, yeah, like, we get cold winters and we have hot summers, but they don't last for exponentially long periods of time. They last for the exact amount of time they're supposed to last for. You get three months of summer and you get three months of winter. That's how it's supposed to be. It is strange, like, how not that far you have to go to, for it to be completely different. Uh, yeah. Even, like, central New York to southern New York is a world of difference. Just because I, of the Great Lakes. <laughs> I can drive two hours north and be in the Poconos, and it's completely different. <laughs> yep. I can sum up Florida as, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot, it's cold, it's hot. Dude, and that's then, the thing. Uh, when it gets cold in Florida, it gets really cold, though. Yeah. It's wet. <laughs> it's wet all the time there. It's just the humidity. It's so, so moist out here. It's moist. It's like moist. It's cold. It's cold. It's cold. It's cold. It's kind of warm. It's wet. It's wet. It's wet. It's cold. It's cold. It's cold. <laughs> this is something. All right. Here's something I distinctly remember. This happened at Inventions. I walked in, and I was bundled up. I was bundled up pretty, pretty well too, because it was 30 degrees outside that morning. I actually had to defrost my windshield, and. So I walk in and I'm going towards the computer in the back and I ran into, you remember presenter Ed with the blue name tag? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Super, super nice guy, but the absolute epitome of what you'd want a Disney cast member to be. Yep. Cause, cause intervention. So Dan, interventions had both types of the, the long full time cast members at Disney. On the presenter side, we had the ones who were there, and they got the special blue name tag for making the most magic. They were the ones that, like, they shat pixie dust, basically. They're the types of people you would expect to be there for a long time. They didn't live in the real world anymore. (laughs) This was their reality. But they were great at their jobs, and you wanted them around. On the host side... (laughs) Eric knows where I'm going with this. You had the other kind of full-timer. The one who was only there because the union wouldn't let them get fired. Yep. I won't say any of their names, but presenter Ed was super hyper. I remember it was him, and I'm pretty sure it was Melissa, too. And I walked in, and I'm all bundled up. And I remember I like walked up to the computer and just went like, Phew. You know, like that that sigh that you make that you're finally starting to warm up. And they're like, oh, look at you. Aren't you cold? I thought you were from New Jersey. And I looked at both of them. I'm like, yeah, 30 degrees in New Jersey is still cold. It's literally below freezing. I'm sorry. Was I supposed to just adapt and become a friggin' penguin? Because I know what snow is? Is that how this works? Somebody explain this to me. That's not at all how this works, damn it. <laughs> like, I'm I'm sorry, but but freezing temperature is still freezing, regardless of which part of the country you're in. You know what? 32 degrees in Pennsylvania, I put a jacket on. You know why? Because it's 32 degrees. Because it's fucking cold. Because it's cold. It's chilly. Uh, so that was a. I, I always distinctly remember that from the uh, the weather from the weather down there. The other problem with Florida is when you get to the winter in Florida, it doesn't rain for like four months, so everything gets dry and disgusting. And then they have to put in all the alerts 
where you can't use your sprinklers and they shut off the fountain in your complex and everything dries up. It's really bad. Everything turns brown and disgusting. And that's just like, oh, look, it's raining again. And then it rains every day for seven months straight. It's the monsoon season. <laughs> monsoon season, exactly. Good God. The the weather down there is ridiculous. So, now we got some fun stuff we're going to talk about here on the show. I'd like to turn it over to Dan, who watched oh, yeah. the DC Fandome today. And yeah. let's talk about some of the stuff that DC has coming out. Because... We all know that in the, the great comic book war right now, DC is currently behind Marvel. But don't count them out. They got some plans. They got a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This this thing was three hours and 40 minutes. Jeez. I mean, the Snyder Cut is barely longer. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you marathon this with the Snyder Cut, that's an all-day... It's an all day <laughs> dude. Yeah. I think even like, yeah, I think like discounting the credits from Snyder Cut, it's like maybe Snyder Cut's five minutes longer than this thing was. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go in the order of the, of the way things happened. Uh, Black Adam is in post production with, you know, Dwayne as Black Adam. And there they showed a little short reveal of when he shows up in the movie the first time. And it's pretty sweet because he gets like summoned or whatever. And he like grabs a guy by the throat and he just completely disintegrates them to bone. And it's fucking badass. Gonna be sweet. So for those of us who aren't versed in comic lore, can you explain Black Adam? So Black Adam is from a fake Egyptian-like city that was very much like real Egypt, where half the people that lived there were slaves. And he gets the powers of Shazam back then. But because of his background, he just goes all evil. He's not the hero. He just becomes the bad guy. So, And the idea of this movie is I think like the early Justice Society comes to fight them. And everyone believes that he defeats them all in this movie. Ooh. And that he'll come in for the Shazam 3 movie. So The and Rock and John him. Cena are now both part of the DC Universe. Yes, they are. Rock and John Cena. Uh, then we saw a little video of them working on Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Looking pretty sweet, Jason Momoa. I still haven't seen the standalone Aquaman movie. Oh, it's pretty good. That first Aquaman movie. So yeah, they're currently working on that. I guess still filming. A lot of things are, we're about to film. We're still filming. We just stopped filming. Well, didn't you say that like they, they teased Harley Quinn season three and then they they didn't even have f actual footage for it? Oh, it was, yeah, when that comes up. Yeah, it was it's actually kind of funny. Uh, they did like this thing breakdown about Milestone Media. It was a company made in the uh, early to mid '90s of all um, people of color creators and stuff within DC, and they're the ones that made like Static Shock and and some other new Black heroes that came out in the '90s. And now it's expanding where there is now they're now getting ready for a Static Shock movie movie, 
and the first like official milestone media inside of DC cartoon movie coming out soon. So they're moving up as well through through DC as creators and people of color. So that's going to be pretty cool. Then they showed the Suicide Squad video game trailer. Kill the Justice League. It's going to be sweet. Samoa Joe is King Shark. What? Yeah, it's Samoa Joe. Like as the voice? Yeah. And I think maybe even the mocap. So, John Cena, The Rock... And now Samoa I mean, Joe. I mean, Samoa Joe's in a, a video game. He's not in a movie. He's, he's a candidate. Movie is Steve, Steve Agee is the, is the body person for Suicide Squad. He's a canon. King Ron. Canon in, like, maybe the Arkhamverse video games? Actually, I'm not even sure about that. Because Amanda Waller is played by Deborah Wilson in this. <laughs> so, I don't know. Then they did a roundtable Q&A about Peacemaker series coming out. That's going to come out January 13th. More John John Chena. And Robert Patrick is his father. I actually really liked his role in The Suicide Squad. Yes. I, 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 actually, I actually like John Cena as an actor. I mean, yeah, he's been in crap, but that wasn't his fault. It's make me turn around just like Batista and uh, a couple other guys. Oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Here's what I say about, like, these people who have been in terrible fucking movies. Um, If given the opportunity, I would take whatever the fuck I got if I was going to make it into a movie. Well, that's the thing, right? When you're you're starting, you take what you can get, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Because there comes a point where, okay, now I have to work because I need to eat. <laughs> There's no being picky. Do you see that Michael Caine retired? Yes, yeah, at 88, he's officially retiring from acting. He's retiring from acting. That's great, though. Okay. I hope he just let him live his life. He doesn't have to prove himself anymore. No, it's like Sean now Connery. Now he's he's up for 10 years. Sean Connery like- got to enjoy his life. It was one of those things, right? Like, once you retire, it's a, like a, it's a countdown. Like, how much longer? I mean, Jack Nicholson's been retired for how long? And I feel like Jack Nicholson hasn't really been retired, though, because he does cameos and shit. Is he on Cameo? Oh, that how much be- to get old Jack to give you a shout out? Oh, my God. I'm going to look this up. All right, go back to the fandom. I'm going to look this up while you're doing that. I think he means like he shows up for a bit part for two seconds in a movie. Yeah, but... yeah, no, no, not not on actual cameo. Like he shows up for. <laughs> okay, but now I have to know if he's on cameo. Like I, I have to know this. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> There's a Super Pets cartoon movie, like in theaters, movie coming out next year. It stars D. D- Wayne as um a- as a uh, crypto the super dog and Kevin Hart is Ace the Bat Hound, and then the other pets of superheroes are in the movie as well. That actually sounds fun. It does. They announced a fourth season of Doom Patrol. 
Okay. Which I haven't seen season three yet. I haven't seen season true. one yet, but... Doom Patrol is a good show. The Flash movie is still filming, but we got a few shots from the movie. Apparently and there is yes, a trailer out now. Yeah, it's not like a real trailer. It's not even really even a teaser trailer. It's like a pre-teaser trailer. Ah, it's one of those. You remember the original but, Spider-Man teaser trailer with the Twin Towers and they had to pull it after 9-11? He like made us web between them. Yeah, he caught a helicopter in a giant spider web. And they had to cut all that stuff. Late in post-production. Very late in post-production. And by the way, things look, it's definitely Flashpoint. He goes back and saves his mother and shit happens. And we have, at this point, we now know that Michael Keaton is Batman, but also, also Ben Affleck is Batman. So I'm guessing we're going to get the thing. We're also getting another Batman. Also, can we talk about like how Flashpoint has become the new like origin story for Spider-Man thing? Like it's I feel like they they constantly do it over and over and over again. That's why I loved Homecoming because he was already Spider-Man. He, we didn't have to do another origin story. We didn't have to ha- kill off another Uncle Ben. Poor Uncle Ben's all over. <laughs> See, so yeah, oh, speaking of people who die a lot in origin stories, how about the Waynes? Oh. About who? Thomas <clears throat> and Martha. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be... That's gonna be sweet. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's the thing about comics is they run out of ideas that work in the universe they made, so every five to ten years they do some kind of thing that resets everything. In a way. And Injustice was the one that set things up before the new 52. I mean, sorry, the um, Flashpoint did that. Injustice cartoon movie, they did some, they gave us some footage, and then they're like, hey, by the way, that's out Tuesday! So enjoy that Justice cartoon movie like of like the Warner premiere straight to video and streaming version cartoon movie. That was a lot to digest right there. Because you have to be specific because the Super Pets cartoon movie, that's an in-theater 90-minute cartoon movie. This Injustice thing is the straight-to-DVD 70-80-minute cartoon movie. And they did show us what Joker does. Fuck over Superman. And what sends Superman over the edge. Then they that's did look where, a little... Yeah? That, that's where the Flashpoint should be. It should just be Flash going back and going to Joker. we like, don't. Stop. <laughs> just stop. It's pretty cool, though. Because he... Oh, man. Because, I mean, they showed it in the thing. And it's essentially... Joker and Harley abduct... Um, Lois Lane... And Superman crashes in. Superman comes in, and they have a special, special fear toxin, but with kryptonite in it, so it actually gets to him. And he thinks Lois is Doomsday, and he's like, "I'm not doing with this." And he's taking him into space. And then Batman realizes what happened, tells him to don't do anything, and then she dies in space. 
and she's hooked up to a nuclear bomb that blows up at the same time she dies. And she was pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're going to do that in the cartoon <laughs> or not, but yes, and she is pregnant. So, yeah. Joker's responsible for Superman. This is also a thing that we were looking at with the um, Snyder Cut. That something's going to happen and Lois is going to die. And that's what sends Superman over the edge. And he loses his link to humanity. Superman without a link to humanity is dangerous. Then we got a little mini panel about the Blue Beetle movie that's in production. They're getting ready to do. And it's the Jaime Reyes new Blue Beetle with like the weird scarab thing. It's pretty cool. And everybody is Latino. The director and the writer. And they're trying real hard to um, represent like that. So. Jaime Reyes is one of the more interesting new takes on on an old school version of a hero. Like Chaim. Gotham Knights video game got a preview. They did a big behind-the-scenes thing about the Court of Owls because they're using that storyline for this game. And that game will come out in 2022. Another four-player co-op in the Batman world. Two of those coming out next year. One of them is Suicide Squad. One Gotham Knights. There's a new cartoon anime-style movie coming out called Catwoman Hunted. Essentially, Catwoman steals a shiny from somebody she shouldn't have stolen from, and now half of the DC universe is trying to kill her. We're going to get a straight-up Batgirl movie. They showed off like some of the cast and stuff like that. They're, like I think, still just casting. They've like done no actual work. But a Batgirl movie. We sweet. They announced Titans Season 4. And then the Harley Quinn Season 3 trailer uh, had Harley Quinn show up on screen and talking about how it's taken forever. We we ordered Season 3 back in 1975, and it's 2021. It still hasn't happened. That's pretty funny. And then King Shark comes out, and he's like, I think I think they're, they're getting it uploaded now. And then this whole this thing about he broke into DC and stole the footage. But it was in the shape. It the the hard drive looked like sushi, so he ate it. So they're having to stream it wirelessly from his stomach. And then they show the footage, and it's all like pre pre everything penciling. It's hilarious. I love that show, by the way, the Harley Quinn so, cartoon. Uh, it's so good. It's so funny. It's it's real good. And then it came for the, the the two things everyone was there for for three hours and forty minutes. Shazam: Wrath of the Gods, the second Shazam movie, where the team, the fam, is going to take on two goddesses. Comes down as Lucy Liu and uh, Helen Mirren. Come down and want to fuck shit up. <laughs> it's going to be called it's called Fury of the Gods. I wrote it wrong and I fixed it. And I wrote it wrong again. Shazam Fury of the Gods. And that! The main event was The Batman. 
I did watch that trailer, and it looks really good. Cedric Diggory as as Batman. Cedric. All the bubbles were nearly gone. Who's Cedric Potter? Is that your boyfriend? Is that your boyfriend, Potter? Potter? <laughs> Do you ever see that meme where it's Malfoy getting ready to pronounce the P in Potter? Yes. yes. <laughs> Such a good meme. <laughs> Potter. Potter. I also love that. Mm. You Mr. T- Potter. <laughs> People are going to be so annoyed that I don't have a pop filter after I just did that. You could always sever a snape and just hold the M forever. Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter. So yeah, the the Batman, they did some more behind the scenes on that as well. And it's supposed to be about it's not Batman origin story, but it's early in him being Batman, so he hasn't gotten a full grasp on everything, and it looks like he has some emotional outbursts and things. He hasn't worked everything out yet. And then there's, like, the Riddler's doing shit, and Penguin's around. Yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. Check out the trailer. If you guys haven't watched it yet, check it out. It's good. Check it out, because March 4th. Yeah, it's going to be here before you know it. Pretty soon, actually. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I want to quickly geek out a little bit about the Animal Crossing Direct that happened. I only watched about the first 10 or so minutes of it. Oh, what, Animal Crossing Direct? Well, here's the thing. Now, I've only ever played the original GameCube game, and then I've played... New Horizons. I always wanted to jump back into the Animal Crossing franchise. And one of the big selling points was that when it was mobile, when it was on the DS, and that sounded like fun. But then I went through a period where my DS got stolen. Dan knows that pain. So, like, I was turned off to getting DS stuff. And it it was a whole thing. And then once the Switch showed up and I knew that was going to be the thing, I was like, okay, cool. I'm I'm really looking forward to the... uh, to playing Animal Crossing again. And the day the game released was right after the pandemic started and right after I was forced to quarantine because I was exposed to COVID. So I was forced to go on a quarantine. So I played Animal Crossing for three days straight. And the rest is history because since that day in March 2020, I have literally played Animal Crossing every single day since then. I have not missed a day. And I actually have my Switch right next to me because I was playing a little Animal Crossing before we went on the air. And I'm going to tell you right now how much, how many hours I have logged into this game. And it's probably going to be terrifying. I Oh, God. Here we go. Do, do I really want to do this? Okay. I have 1,105 hours in Animal Crossing. So how many days is that? How many actual days of my life... Okay, so uh, let's see. Now, I, I tried to look it up, and it said... And you get military time. You get military <laughs> time. Okay, over one entire month of my life, 46 days, 59 minutes, and 59 seconds. <laughs> For 46 days of my life have been 
literally playing this game. 46 actual out of, out of a year and two thirds. Yes. But still, I, I needed to know what that time was. I had to know. I had to know. That's important. It's a lot of hours. That's, I mean, literally, that's that that's important, prudent information. So well, yes, I'd be out there doing drugs. But here's the thing: it's not like my friends who played World of Warcraft back in college who actually ended up flunking out of school because they would skip class too much to play World of Warcraft. I don't know if any of them are listening to this right now, but if you are, what the hell? I mean, video game addictions, man. So, but I mean, but at the same time, when I say I play every day, I'll log in. I'll do like the daily stuff you can do in the game. I'll talk to my neighbors and then I will log out. And sometimes I don't play again until the next day. But it's like uh, Fallout 76. I played every day, but some days I only play it for 20 minutes. (laughs) Right, exactly. So the free updates, the free update is November 5th, the day before Extra Life Day. So that's my... Per, my official backup plan, if for some reason I can't organize the Among Us game that I am planning, although I believe I have now more than 10 interested parties, so I don't see how that's not going to happen. But that that will be the backup plan, because when I upgrade to my Nintendo package to get the uh, the upgrade, which is going to be 50 bucks a year. Yeah, that's quite a hike for not enough new stuff. Well... But for me, it's worth it because I'll get the downloadable content included. Yeah, you which would new be tr- DLC, which, which would have been tr- new, uh, new island. Yes, which would have been its own thing. So, yeah, you get to go work at a resort and plan people's vacation homes. So one of the things they're doing is on the one island where you go to to do the photo shoots, Harv's Island, you can start organizing it. So some of the daily visitors will have shops set up on the island. So you can, for example, the one character, Leaf, he sells plants. He's a sloth with clown makeup on, and he's awesome. You don't say. Yes. Or Kix, the little skunk, who's dressed like a chimney sweep, and he sells shoes. Those characters will be on that island, so if you don't have them visiting your town, you can go visit them on the island, which is pretty cool. And they're bringing back some old characters. They're going to give you the ability to cook food. They're going to... They're adding new characters. They're going to have the uh, the Cap'n's Island. They're adding Brewster. Brewster happened in a, one of the games that I didn't play. He runs a coffee shop. So, but what's cool it about that like is... wasn't like from a previous game, right? Yeah, and he was super popular, and they're re-adding him. One of the things I'm, I'm actually really excited about is that this is something that wasn't in the new game that your islanders are actually going to be able to come visit you in your house and interact with your furniture. That's something that used to happen in the old games. Now it's going to actually happen in the new games. And they can also invite you over to hang out with them. Which it I think is, is pretty It does cool. seem like a huge game update to the point it's where the, it makes sense why they're calling it version 2.0. Yes, exactly. And it's the last free update they're going to do. Everything after this will be DLC, but I'm fine with that. The like other thing big they do will be a DLC address. Pretty much. Uh, the other thing I'm really excited for is you can set island ordinances. So that will help out with your playtime. So if you're somebody who... I, I saw that, right? You it, can make 
an ordinance that everyone has to be up at eight in the morning or everyone has to ever has to stay up late. So I can set an ordinance and make everybody a night owl. So for someone like me, who generally my playtime is at night, that's going to be great for me. That means everybody will be more active. I got to imagine it's going to be a lot of people doing the late, the, the night owl, because it's like, I can't play until I come home from work and eat. Exactly. Exactly. Because what will happen, like on some of my early shifts, I'll log on, right? And it's before 8 a.m. And based on your personality type depends on who gets up early. Like, I could never play when I was doing the warehouse when I was getting up at 5 in the morning because none of you, you might be lucky and one of your villagers might be awake, but I guarantee you it's just one. The shops don't open. The, the main shop doesn't open until 8. The the tailor shop doesn't open until 9. And then the tailor shop closes at 9 and the main shop closes at 10. So guess what happens if you're playing after 10 p.m.? And then after 11 p.m., your the lazy villagers will go to sleep first. They go to bed at 11. And then everybody peters off after that. The one that makes me laugh, the sisterly villagers wake up at 9.30 in the morning and always bitch about how much they hate mornings. And I'm like, I relate to you. Because that's me. But then I, I'll wake up and it's like, it's before 7 a.m. And there's one of my jock villagers at, literally out running, doing laps around the island. And I'm like, you're a psycho. I don't know how you do this. Eric, you can go hang out with him. Yeah, I... Mm. I know you don't run. But I know you're yeah. up way too early. I not by choice. I mean sometimes. But like that's part of the I mean in the, the like, end it's a choice. Having insomnia. Yeah. Like, if I have insomnia that day, then yeah, I'm gonna be up. Yeah. I show up at nine o'clock to your place. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. But the cool thing is you're <laughs> gonna be able to actually start like redesigning some of your villagers' houses. Like, they're going to add all kinds of quests and stuff for you to do that. So what they're basically doing is they just expanded the life of the game for, like, another three to four years. Because, admittedly, a lot of fans were getting kind of bored. So, there you go. Give them, give them what they want. And then, here's your last free update. We're going to give you a bunch of fan requests. And now we're going to start coming out with DLC. And if you're still hooked on it, you're going to get it. Plus, Sora is about to arrive this month. So I'm going to finally play as Sora. Sora versus Sephiroth. You know, I just started up uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, actually. Do you know where I stopped on Kingdom Hearts 3? It's it's funny to say it because it's going to make it sound like I rage quit. But in reality, it's one of those deals where, like, I started doing something else and just forgot to go back. The Frozen stage. I haven't even made it that far. I'm yeah. still on Hercules. Oh, so you just let it go. Okay. I like, did. I just started it. Oh, the Hercules stage is fun. Yeah, so far it's been a blast. You get to fight the the giant uh, two-headed titan. Uh, yeah, I just finished that. I made it to Olympus. Yes. And that's where I saved and, uh, and had to go take care of the dog. Oh, it's so yeah, the Kingdom Hearts three is fun. I was watching um, who was I watching play Kingdom Hearts three on Twitch? I think it was the Nostalgia Critic. It was somebody I didn't expect to actually be on Twitch playing Kingdom Hearts three, but I think it was him. And I was like, oh, this should actually be neat. But then I realized that like 
<laughs> I realized he he isn't that entertaining as a streamer. He most video makers are not good as streamers. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that being a thing. Because they have a plan, and then they have time to edit. And you can't do that live. But, yeah, so that's my backup plan with, uh, if, if Among Us doesn't happen for Extra Life Day. But I've gotten some interested parties. Uh, the Fiend, Pinkubus, they're interested. Hannah actually put it on her calendar. She's serious about this. She gonna be serious. I know, um, I've had some other parties that were interested in playing. All are welcome. I don't know what the time is going to be. I'm going to wait until next weekend when we're two weeks out, because that's about when people are probably going to start actually knowing their schedules. So I was like, okay, cool. So then we can actually start getting together and figuring out who's going to be available. And if you are available, then we'll start working out timeframes. But I, I definitely want to have Jay Winger and The Fiend and Pinkubus and Jackpot and the, the regulars. I have requested Alurize to be present. I don't know what his story is going to be, but I've gotten that request from multiple players. So, Brandon, if you're listening to this, and you very well might be, because I know you do listen to some of my shows, I you are requested. Everybody wants your creepiness there. It's missed. It's duly missed. Oh my god. Imagine that though. The creepy, the creepy alleyway. If, if you guys have never played Among Us with us before and you don't know what I'm talking about, my coworker Brandon, he just, he unintentionally has that voice. It's literally just his regular voice, but it's his, it's the way he comes across. But the thing is, he knows it and he embraces it. So he'll literally just be like, well, 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 what do we have here? He sounds like the guy from Borderlands, um, from one of the DLCs, and I can't remember which one right now. Uh, Dan knows more about Borderlands than I do. It was like the Halloween Borderlands 3 DLC. I didn't get to do any of the DLC of that one. Uh, well, <laughs> good stuff, though. <clears throat> so, yeah. <clears throat> that's going to be fun. But if for some reason it falls through or I, I want to keep playing or maybe I'll pre-show, but I'm going to load up uh, some of the old N64 classics, the new Animal Crossing, and oh, the Sega Genesis stuff comes out that day too. So I get it if people don't like that price hike, but at the same time, that is what the online platforms go for on the other plat on the other, the other ones are 60 yeah 60 so it's it's still technically less that's weird because it was 20 and that was like the best priced thing in nintendo <laughs> but at the same time yeah. if this means they're going to be able to add more stuff without subtracting stuff i'm okay with that yeah i think like in six months to a year when there's going to be like you know a bunch of N64 and a bunch of Genesis games. Right. Plus, they're still t adding more NES and Super NES games. Like, they're still adding more stuff. In fact, I'll tell you right now, I'll, I'll log on real quick here, and I'll tell you what they've they've got in there recently. Um, we'll do Super, because 
Uh, Super is the better console, by the way, everyone. Just going to throw that out there. Don't get me wrong, I love my old 8-bit NES, but there was lots and lots of shit. So, yeah, they added, I mean, they some of these games are games that I'm not that familiar with, but the cool thing is that they have them. Bomboozle, Claymates, Jelly Boy, Joe and Mac, Magical Drop 2, Spanky's Quest, I have questions about that. Baseball, yeah, see, I, I have questions, exactly. Yep, yep. They added, they added all three Donkey Kong countries. So you have the Donkey Kong Country games. They've got Japan exclusives. They've got Breath of Fire 2, Super Metroid, Kirby Superstar. They've got Brawl Brothers. They have both Breath of Fires, actually. They have the Star Fox 2 that never got released. They released it exclusively when the SNES Mini came out. They have Kirby's Dream Land 3 and Dream Course, Mar- both Mario Worlds, Mario Kart, Zelda. Like, they've got tons and tons of options. F-Zero, Super Punch-Out. Is Mystic F- Quest on there? I do not know. I don't remember seeing it. Why did they call it Spanky's Quest? Its Japanese title uh, translated as Monkey Reflections, The Adventures of Mr. Jiro. That's too long. But over here, it, it's Spanky's <laughs> Quest. I didn't name the damn game. Don't ask me. <laughs> did, did, oh, Eric, you're going to appreciate this story. So when, when I first hooked up the Super Nintendo emulator and everything, and I was going through the library, and I was like, I need just like a random game to play. And we encountered a game called Mr. Nuts which was a platforming game starring a squirrel. But that became a running joke between me and Dan for the longest time. Every time I'm like, what should I play? Dan would just go, Mr. Nuts. Every time. By the way, it's Mr. Nuts with a Z at the end. Oh, yeah, with a Z, yeah. And you know what the thing was? It was actually a decent little platformer. Oh, the character sprite is, like, just an odd shape, odd size. Now. I think it was one of those deals where they wanted it to probably be like a mascot character and it wasn't going to be. Like, that was the big failure of the Bubsy series. They were pushing Bubsy to become a mascot character like Mario and Sonic, and it just didn't work. Like, Gex. You think of, like, characters that they tried to push as mascots and they just didn't happen? Pretty much everybody that wasn't Sonic or Mario. But I mean, like... Hell, they, at this they point, give Sonic them... isn't even a mascot because his company only does... Well, but you know what I mean? Not just like they didn't come up with a character and try to push it. Like they, they, there's like eight or nine games in the series, and you still probably haven't played any of them. <laughs> there have been a couple. That of games reminds like me that. of. Do you guys? Do you remember the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta? And like the years before, it, they introduced this weird looking mascot guy. Yes, and his name was Izzy. Izzy. He had a Super Nintendo game. They made a video game for it come the Olympics in 1996. Izzy was nowhere to be found. (laughs) They gave up on it. Here's a list of 20 video game mascots from the 90s that tried and failed to dethrone Mario. So we have Spyro. I'm guessing Crash Bandicoot came the closest. 
Crash Plank came the closest. I mean, Spyro has a pretty is pretty popular. Yeah, but there's like there's like those famous commercials that crash with like a megaphone in front of Nintendo headquarters talking shit. Uh, yeah, and that didn't happen. Uh, Alex Kid, I don't even know who that is. Oh yeah, he's like early like even Master System games. He's a Master yeah. System game kid. Okay, yeah. Zool. I do remember Zool the Ninja. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was it was a Ninja series. Uh, Rystar. Yeah, that was a, one of the late, late ones. And Vectorman. Is Vectorman on that list? Oh, let's go. Well, there's Crash. We just got t- past him. Uh, Wild Woody. Oh, dear God. Sega CD game. It's a pencil. Wild Woody. Yeah, okay. I, I think I understand why that didn't take off. Punky Skunk. Okay. You mean Conker? No, it's, it's an actual <laughs> skunk. Conker's a squirrel. Arrow the Acrobat. I actually do remember hearing Arrow the Acrobat. I've heard that name yeah. before. I also heard that name. Oh, Banjo and Kazooie. I think they could have been something if Rare didn't just drop the ball on everything they had. Jersey Devil. Hmm. Why does that sound familiar? And it looks like it like was video a game looks like it was a PlayStation game. Interesting. Titus the Fox. Yeah, I remember seeing games with Titus. Glover. I remember Glover. <laughs> cool spot. Seven Up tried really hard to make that spot an icon. You all remember the Seven Up spot? Yeah, it was literally there was a circle in the logo, and then they just started making little cartoons. Yeah, they gave him arms and legs and sunglasses. And then they got like two or three video games out of nowhere that made yeah, no sense. Cool spot on Super Nintendo. Guess what? I own it. I, actual cartridge form, not an emulator. I actually own that cartridge. It's, wow. It's actually a fun and challenging platformer. You have to rescue other spots, and the graphics are pretty friggin' good. Maybe I'll do a little stream of Cool Spot. Is there an, an, an Avoid the Noid video game? There is. Was. Yo, Noid. I remember there was one on the NES. I'm sure it was trash. <clears throat> uh, Rocky Rodent. Gex. We talked about him. Croc. Croc Legend of the Gabos. Socks the cat. That's right. They tr- Bill Clinton's cat. They, they tried the Clinton's cat. Oh, my God. They tried to make a video game out of the Clinton's cat. Awesome possum. Bonk. Remember Bonk? With the, yes. the caveman with the giant Tur- head? TurboGrafx-16. And Bubsy's number one on the list. They tr- Bubsy. Really? Yeah, Bubsy. No Ratchet and Clank? No Sly Cooper? Well, these are ones that specifically tried to dethrone Mario. Oh, nothing could dethrone Mario. That's fucking insane. Like, the closest one would probably be Sonic. Yeah. And now they're friends, and they do the Olympics together. I just pulled up another article to see if there's anybody different on here. Remember Earthworm Jim? Yes. Yes. What happened to Earthworm Jim? What about Boogerman? Boogerman, I think, was just an experiment to try to try to see if they could make that actually work as a game and yeah I, I never played it but you remember Abe's Odyssey 
Yeah, there's a new version that came out this year. There you go. It'll be fun to go through, like, failed video game mascots. And, oh, we should make that a tournament in my group. Obscure, an obscure video game mascot tournament. We could probably make that work. We have enough gamers in there to do it. By the way, uh, if you don't, one of my friends wrote, if you don't vote for Casper, your mom's a hoe, and Casper's up against Nightmare on Elm Street. Casper is decisively losing to Nightmare on Elm that's, Street. That's a vine. Is that a vine? I said, I said, whoever threw it at, your mom's a hoe. It's like a teacher or like a substitute teacher. Oh, God. Yelling at students. Look, there's only one vine that I know, okay? Is it, it's Pikachu! It's Clefairy! <laughs> oh, never mind. I was mistaken. I thought they released a new Earthworm Jim game, but it's not. It's just the... They have the collection on Steam now, so you can get Earthworm Jim, Earthworm Jim 2, and uh, Earthworm Jim 3D. Isn't it like the Worms Armageddon series they tried to make that a thing? Th- those games are fun. The worm, uh, Worms Armageddon games are amazing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I know it's, like, turn-based or whatever, and you can take your turn trying to kill your opponent with, like, different worms, and they all have, like, either special weapons, right? Like, grenades or rocket launchers or whatever. But it's it's it's, it's great. Fantastic. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. <laughs> all right. I know, there, I know it's a very, very expensive Nintendo 64 game these days. What, Worms? Yeah, Worms Armageddon for N64 because when I've seen the cartridge show up at the local game stores, it has a super high price on it, but it also never stays there for long. And you gotta get PC, PC one. Yeah, you can get it for PC. The exact same game. For like I that. know, but you know me being a collector for N64 stuff. It's the point. When people are like, well, you can just get a a, a reproduction cartridge of Clay Fighter 63 and a third uh, sculptor's cut. And I'm like, it's only like 20 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, but it's a reproduction cartridge. You don't understand. You don't understand how collecting works, do you? <laughs> you want to know that the thing you have can give you instantly a hundred plus dollars. You're never going to do it, but you would love to know that. That it, Dan gets it. <laughs> <laughs> This is how if I sold this, I would get a hundred dollars easy, maybe even two. There you go. Uh, you got the. We all have a squeaky chair syndrome now. I need a new chair. My chair does uh, squeak. Yeah, the um, hydraulics in my chair have failed. Oh. Same. We all need new even chairs. Even though, even though my chair is rated for a weight way more than my girthiness is. We need more patrons and sponsors so that we can get better chairs. I uh my my chair is rated for five hundred pounds and uh all it took was me getting on top of it and my jump jumping on me. My my sorry, my cat jumping on me, and that was it. That was the end of the fucking How thing. heavy like, is your serious? cat? Oh <laughs> well, son of a bitch. Mine's rated for seven fifty and it's hydraulics have failed. Uh, I don't know. I the got worst my- part is sitting down, and then all of a sudden you drop two inches. I got mine secondhand, so. 
<clears throat> I have no idea. All I know is that it's cloth, and my one cat, Perry, believes that it's a scratch pad. Yep. Yep. So. And, I know that light. And boy, is he wrong. Ugh. So, yeah, so we're, I'm making that push for Extra Life Day, so I hope you guys, and I hope the two of you will be there. So we can murder each other and lie about it. But that's uh, that's what we all got going on for the future. So that leads me to how I'd like to close this week's show by thanking the partners that we already have. And I'd like to give a special shout out to the Not Another Sports Podcast. You heard their ad at the beginning of the show. I do want to... I know I've said that we are working hard to keep the show free of, like, the annoying ads, but I am going to start promoting my other friends' podcast because they are going to start promoting us. So, he gets a special shout-out this week for being a special promoter. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the United We Fan podcast, Mark and Brian. They always give us shout-outs on their shows. Mark was just on last week to geek out with us a little bit. His time got cut short because he's taken classes, so he wasn't able to stick around for all the stuff we wanted to talk about, but we agreed to have him come back, possibly for a Christmas geek out session, when we do our Christmas episodes in Ju- in December. I almost said July. Christmas in July. Which I never participate in. <laughs> I've only ever heard of it as a meme. I've never actually seen it be a thing anywhere in my entire life. Yeah, people do it. They do, like, Christmas marathons in the middle of the summer. And the thing is, Christmas Christmas in the middle of summer pisses me off because it makes me think about being surrounded by it. And I'm not actually surrounded by it. I'm sweating and miserable. So I don't want to see Christmas. When I want to see Christmas, it's because it's chilly out and the season is correct. So I just ignore it. If it's for you, great. And if it's not, you know, whatever. I don't care. Uh, if you guys are looking to travel... You can check out our wonderful sponsor, Mr. Adrian Cotton. You heard his voice at the beginning and the end of this episode. You can go to emersoncotton.intelletravel.com, sign up with Motivational Vacations. This is really cool if you're planning a trip because he's going to help get you discounts on your events, your hotels, all that stuff. And if you book a trip through him, not only are you not paying anything because he works all off of commission... But if you book through us at CKCC Radio, you might win a free three-day, two-night getaway just by mentioning that you are a CKCC Radio listener. So how can you possibly go wrong there? We're going to do more member shout-outs next week. So if you haven't heard your name yet, which you wouldn't have because unless you... Unless you don't know me personally, but I've got a list of all y'all and y'all getting shout outs and I'm going to tell stories about you. And if Dan or Eric know you, they might tell stories about you too. I will promise that we'll try not to embarrass you or anything like that. Katie, we'll try. I mean, you could promise for yourself. (laughs) No, I, I can't embarrass Hannah because then she will target me when we play Among Us. Oh, okay. Eh. She, 
My favorite was when we did our very first game in the new map, and she was the imposter, and I was her first kill. And then she's like, I don't know this map, guys. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Because you don't have any tasks. You know what you're doing. She knew what she was doing. <sighs> Good old Hannah. Now, nah, we'll, we'll give you guys some legitimate shout-outs. We'll be cool. We'll be cool. We won't do any burials. Unless, <laughs> unless Dan decides to jump in and say something to be comedic. But he doesn't mean it. That's just Dan being funny. Right, Dan? Here's I'll a- let you know when I'm serious. <laughs> We're going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Halloween season's upon us. And what do we got? For two more shows. So, if you guys got anything spooky you want us to talk about? Why don't you leave a message in the comments? Let us know. Or... If you'd like to be on one of our next two episodes where we continue to talk about spooky stuff, shoot us a message and let us know that instead. And if we like you, or you're giving us money, patrons, hint, hint, perhaps we'll indulge you and have you join us. Anything you guys want to add to that? Don't all jump at one another. There you go. Don't all jump at once now when I say things. You're all like sand in the wind. I can't... I can't talk the whole time, guys. Jeez. I know I'm from Jersey, but... And I'm Italian, but God. I can't... I can't do all the talk in here. I gotta do some... That's why you go into the bibbidi-boppities. Talk with the hands. Yeah, I do talk with the hands quite a bit. And the boppity-boopity... Bibbity bobbity boobity. And the gabagool. But yes, and I, I look forward to seeing the two of you. Perhaps we'll have Halloween fun next year, or you'll we'll have an anniversary party and you guys will be invited to it. And yeah, we'll have fun. Or maybe I'll maybe I'll make my way to one of you guys' houses. I don't know, I don't know what the future holds. But I know I'm gonna be in Cleveland in December, and I already told Eric. Yep. And they just released the schedule, and I haven't looked at it yet. So, to how how far away? Uh, there's 16 of us, and they do one. Uh, the on calls are for a week at a time, so 16 weeks out. Oh, geez. Okay. So it's from now until what's well, 16 weeks from now? Well, that's way further than my trip. My Our, trip's in about seven. Fucking Batman's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> my trip's about se- was- seven weeks away so yeah you would you would know yeah so i think i should be fine i think mine is like uh december 15th through the 21st that's my birthday jerk so that week we might have to find something to do because i don't think i'm going to be available to record Oh, that's fine. Oh, we're going to miss my birthday episode. You said. Well, sure. I might not be available the weekend of the trip because <laughs> I, I won't be here for pretty much that whole weekend unless we record on that Friday, which might be the only option. So we'll just do an episode with me and one of you, and then the next week we'll the other one. 
<laughs> you guys can do we that. Did, we did our anniversary show of Club K Fame, and you and Pat were both gone different times that weekend. So I did like half the show, including a pay per view preview with one of you. And then I did another day, the second half of the show, when the pay per view review with the other one. Yes. So one got to pre- give his predictions, the other got to give his thoughts. That was amusing. Well, do you remember we did an early episode of The Nerd Table right when Dan came on board? We couldn't coordinate schedules, so I recorded half the episode with Eric, and then Eric had to go. And then Dan woke up, and I recorded the other half of the episode with Dan, and we just split it. Dude, I don't know how these things work. Sometimes we got to do what we got to do. Yes. (laughs) We'll make it work for for everybody listening. Exactly. But sometimes... It, it's it's crazy, and we just all three of us can't be here at the same time. But this is why well, we that time of year is crazy to begin with. So. Well, this is why we appreciate everybody who listens to the show because we have a we have a pretty good loyal fan base right now, and I've gotten some great feedback from a lot of people who've really enjoyed listening in. Um, specifically, some people who won't get because because the the shout outs are specifically to the Facebook group, which by the way it's the Nerd Table. It's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash the nerd table pod is the, the group if you want to join it and potentially get yourself a shout out. But what but like there are, there are people I know who aren't on Facebook or wouldn't be in the group who I know listen to the show and, and they we appreciate them all the same. I know uh, uh, Shannon's dad listens to us. He said he doesn't sometimes understand what we're talking about, but he still enjoys listening to us. You know what? I don't know what I'm talking about sometimes, too, so. I don't think I have any family members that listen to what I do. I don't think I have any family members who actually listen to the show, now that I think about it. Like, from my actual, like, actual blood relatives. Uh, If you are listening, can you let me know? But, yes. And then, of course, there's there's Eric, who I believe you said that nobody listens to what you do either. Yeah, I I, I know my parents wouldn't listen to the show. They they probably would, they wouldn't understand a single thing that I was. Would they listen to the Park Hopper? Uh, I don't know. So they can hear. They weren't our, really big on going into the parks. So they can they, hear they, our they... terrible stories about how terrible we've been to guests. Oh God. I don't. I don't know if my mom's ready for that. My dad <laughs> definitely, but my mom still thinks I'm her her perfect little angel. I've done nothing wrong. I don't think I can break break that. Oh, we are that. so breaking your your mom's bubble. We are <laughs> breaking it. We're shattering it. We are shattering. We're going to not only have her listen to the show. We're going to have her be on the show. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, that would be great. One day we just have all three of us have our mom's guest on the show. <laughs> just to have deal with episode. us. Just to deal with us. I have a feeling it would just be us three making jokes and our moms in the background, like, hitting us. Like, don't say that. Why are you doing? <laughs> Dude, my mom's, my mom's a full-blooded Italian from New Jersey. She's going to be laughing. Laughing and hitting. I know and what Italians hitting. do. <laughs> I, I I don't know what you're talking about. Uh huh. This has never happened before. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fresh memories. Crawl into a ball and weep. Uh, 
One last thing I do want to I do want to throw out here. I'm listening to the audio book of Ready Player One narrated by Will Wheaton, and it is absolutely fantastic. I've read that book so many times that it's so it's it's such an easy listen. But my God, he's doing a fantastic job narrating the book. I do want to I do have one small complaint though. It's very obvious he recorded this sitting in a squeaky chair, and I can tell every time he adjusts in it because I have really good headphones. <laughs> every time I'll hear like the the uh, uh, noise, I'm like, "Yep, he just readjusted again." Clearly, he didn't like record it in a soundproof studio like the Stephen King book. But you know what? It's Will Wheaton reading my favorite book ever, so he gets a pass, hard pass, soft pass, whatever whatever the good pass would be. He gets a pass. It's Will Wheaton. Well, thank you, guys. October is upon us. Let us know if you want to guest and talk spooky stuff or, I don't know, do whatever you guys want. And get ready, because some of y'all are getting shout-outs next week, and I don't know who, because I might just pick and choose off the list. And by the way, I'm probably going to do it in a combination of an attempt to go in the order of people I've known the longest. I'm going to try to cluster some people. And I'm also going to just rant, pick at random if I feel like picking someone at random. So, like, don't be insulted if you don't get a shout-out for the first couple weeks. It's not intentional. I'm probably just picking people. I, I might just be picking names out of a hat. So, we'll see. We'll see what I want to do. It's, it's really what I want to do, basically. You are at my mercy. But that's why I loves you. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in to another great episode, and we will see you next time right back here at the Nerd Table. This has been another episode of the Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at CKCCRadio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.